Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Blue as Fuck. Hi. Hi. So um, this week's been a lot better for me. I know last week was a, or the episode that came out today was all about me. Oh, is it already? Oh, shit, it's Friday. Yeah, it's out. Oh, dang it. I don't know time anymore. I'm excited. I'm really excited to listen to that one because I don't remember it. I don't remember most of them, but I really don't remember that one. It was cool to listen back to, especially, um, I think that in general, that conversation helped me transmute a lot of energy, but my energy shifted quite a bit and I've made like some adjustments to just my mindset about things, especially specifically to like work and stuff. And it's been a lot better this week. You want to talk about it? So, about your method? Cause I think it's brilliant. Um, if you work with me and you're listening to this, no, you I'm didn't hear kidding. this. We're not going to talk about your method. We're not going to. They don't about know it. about the podcast, like no, specifically. Um, but if they ever were to come across it, it's fine. Um, so essentially, what I'm doing right now is I start my day because we're really flexible with when we can start our day, um, as long as we get stuff done. However, um, what I've been doing is I start my day and then I list out everything that I've got to do in that day. And then what I was bad about in the past is knowing I could do a task in like 30 minutes and then putting that task off until last minute. So all week this week, I have um, allowed myself permission that whenever I get everything on my list finished, I can just stop working and have free time. So I was able to reclaim a couple hours it's not like it wasn't a ton but a couple hours this week of my time and I use that to edit the podcast and watch a an art live stream and just kind of like do things for myself and it was like 30 it was on average about 30 minutes a day that I got to reclaim but it was so empowering to feel that I've reclaimed that time for myself and that like I was in control of my time well I want to point out to the stark opposite because when we first started doing this podcast, it was not only not doing that, but working like what, six, seven hours over what your allotted time was. So now yeah, I was working over every single day. You you dropped it, flipped it and literally reversed it. Is that how that goes? You know what I'm saying? But you did. So now not only are you not overworking, but you're actually able to arrange your time in a way where you're getting everything done and getting everything done in a way that's not like how many of us do that just the time suck of the buffering just buffer buffer like waiting for the thing (sighs) yeah I spend so much of my time in buffering I call it standby mode um but anytime I have something that's coming up and especially if I'm dreading it like sometimes with work there's just a project or a client that I I hate working on their stuff and I end up just putting it off and putting it off and putting it off until the very last minute because I just like don't want to do that thing. And I've made so many improvements in my life and being able to like not do things that I no longer have the time or energy or desire to do. But there are certain things with work that like I just can't not work on a project because I don't like the client. Bummer. That would be nice if you could. That would be nice if there were so many people that there would always be someone that wanted to work on the thing. But you know what? We just talked about something. We're not going to talk about this on the podcast, but we just, I just, I, I'm seeing a timeline 
that has a high probability of manifesting. So I sincerely look forward to our episodes in like January and February, because my guess is that by that time we will be able to talk about it and that will be very exciting. But who knows? Or not. I, I've yeah, who knows? We'll see. Like, um, I the first time I talked to you about it was today. Actually, I might have talked to you about it before, but it's been, I've been ruminating about that one for months because I'm just like, oh God, this would be amazing. So we'll see. But that brings me to, I meant to ask you this off, off air, but um, don't we have like a time capsule episode somewhere from a year ago around this time? Yes. Um, let me look at my calendar. It was one of the things that we needed to listen to an episode and we set goals for our future selves and it's somewhere in November. It is November 15th is when we were supposed to do it. However, I will be in Seattle at that time. So next, let's shoot for next Friday. Yeah, let's do it before because then I will be, you're going, we'll be taking a break in November because you'll be going to Seattle and then I'm going to um, all over, all over the places. So yeah, let's do it before. I'm excited about that one. So for that one, it's called Podcast a Year Later. And what past Megan wrote was episode 19, imaginative exercise one year later on 11-17-2021. In episode 19, Lissa and Megan recorded an imaginative exercise where they tapped into themselves a year from now. What our lives look like one year from now in the best case scenario. Ah, that's very exciting. Because November of last year, oh God, well, like, so obviously we're doing this next week, but I want to think about where we were at November of last year, not to guess what we thought, but I'm just trying to think, I don't even know. That seems November of last year. Where was I? I was at the agency that I left in January and that was around the peak of my 4 a.m. in time. Like that's when it started to ramp up. And I was going days without sleep. Ugh. And I was bartending at Applebee's, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys know I worked at Applebee's? Ah! Every time I was stressing about my waitressing job and never wanted to say the name of it, it was Applebee's. Applebee's. Yay. Not yay. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. But significantly different place. Your significantly job- different. Um. In my life, I'm sign- I'm so much happier now than mm-hmm. I was a year ago. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the um, my realization about my seasons of life. Ooh, yes, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. So I was struggling to sleep. I don't know, like a week or so ago, and I was like, "Oh, do I have seasonal depression?" And then I started really like looking at my life and like my process, like, cause we, we talk about being in flow and like how there's seasons of change and there's seasons of productivity and seasons of things. And I looked back at my last several years and realized mid January to like May, that's when I start things. That's when I initiate things in my life. And then through the summer into fall is when I'm like nurturing those things that I initiated earlier in the year. And kind of like refining them. And then in the fall is my like rest and recuperation time. And I need to, I want to this upcoming year, 
plan for that to be the case. Mm, So So I'm like, instead of expecting myself to be like productive and good throughout the entire year and setting unrealistic expectations, I want to specifically set my like loose goals for the year with initiating change in those early months and like starting projects. That's when I start things. And Mm. then in the summer months, planning for that to be the nurture period of time. And then in the fall months, that's rest. Wait, so we haven't discussed then. Okay, so if you're here, the last three weeks we've been uh, like talking about some blocks Megan's been dealing with. What a freaking head against the wall. You're starting something approaching winter? No. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So I've completely revisited after having that realization, my plan. And I'm allowing myself to initiate a new thing in the start of the year mm-hmm. instead of trying to force myself into doing something. What I'm focusing on through the end of the year is being more comfortable being and creating content, but not for anyone else. Like just taking more pictures, taking more videos, um, allowing myself to feel more comfortable with cr- like collecting moments of my life. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's my expectation. I've completely readjusted because, of course, I'm struggling and against a wall. I'm not meant to be super productive at this time of the year. No, no. And I've seen you go through those waves. It's really interesting because we went through this last year, too, and you got burnt out. And um, yeah. But if you yeah. look at my last year or the year before that, it's the exact same cycle every year. Mm-hmm. And this year, I just want to set myself up for like success. What a discovery, though. That's so profound. I feel like we're having uh, parallel discoveries because yesterday, well, every day, really, I'm just not being around people. I mean, I just had no idea. I had no idea. You guys, I have tapered off my anxiety medication that I've been on for 15 years Actually, that's not true. Excuse me. I'm still on that medication. There's an anxiety medication that I take that I've been on for six years that I'm now completely off of and the other one I'm taking less of. But um, it wasn't even intentional. I talked with my doctor two years ago about tapering off and was given a taper schedule and told like what was safe and what wasn't safe. And um, and then all of a sudden in the last like two months since living here, I just don't need it. I just don't need it. Like I take it because I have a hard time with my central nervous system and freaking out about nothing. And it's just because it's because there's no people. Yeah. You are so susceptible to other people's energy being in your energy. And you really struggle with differentiating your energy from someone else's energy. So of course, when you're surrounded in an apartment complex by so many people, you would struggle and feel anxious all of the time because you're just taking on everyone else's anxious energy. And people that I, not only other people, you guys, people that I know, people that I care about, and people that were also going through very stressful times in their life. So it was like, what the fuck? It was like every person I knew that needed a place to live, I'd be like, come live in this apartment complex. It's great. It's a great price. Because it was, it was, it's impossible to live in, you know, where I lived. And uh, it was so expensive. And the apartment complex was a small $1,300 a month for a studio. But um, so I would like recruit everybody to come live with me. And then I would have to be in their energy all the time. (laughs) Why did I do that? 
So now because you love like your whole thing, the thing that you're passionate about is building community. So of course you're building a community. Wait, I'm passionate about building community. I guess I am. But I don't think really about like, everything that you do. You love bringing people together. You love like connecting the pieces and the dots and being like, oh, you do this. This other person really needs this. And it's not exactly the same thing, but it's really creatively linked. You love building communities. That is what I love to do. Okay, but you don't love to lead the community, though. Thank you want you. to build or, it. Yeah, yeah. I just want to be on the periphery. On the periphery, I want to be on the periphery observing. And what I really love is like, uh, okay, for example, everyone go watch Yes Theory. It's absolutely incredible. I've been watching this show. It's so, so good. And um, they all go to these pyramids in Guatemala. And there's this guy that's like, but before we could go, we had to assemble a team. Ooh, this is giving me goosebumps to talk about. And they were like, we need a videographer. We need an adventurer. We need a survivalist. We need someone that's funny, that cracks jokes. We need someone that can get us all the reservations at all the places. And I thought, I want that job. I want the job of finding the jobs for the team. Like that seems so fun because uh, people that, when, when people have an opportunity, hi Scooter, you want to say hi on the podcast? People that have an opportunity to let their self shine and the thing that they really, really love, I can see that glimmer, that sparkle, and then I would want to pair them with that thing, you know, and then just let them go crazy with it. Like, go do your thing. So, yeah, okay. Okay, fine. I like building community in the, on the periphery, and I don't like leading it. Not only do I not like leading it, it makes me nauseous. If I know you I don't like doing any of the things. You just like initiating the thing. It makes perfect sense because you're a manifester. Yeah. You just want to spark the, like – idea or spark the inspiration or encourage someone else to do the thing that's what's so funny too is as soon as it's it really is like a whoosh, like it's not me it's like a whoosh of energy and so it'll be like like I remember one time I was obsessed with um I was like we have Fitbits right Fitbits exist in the world why aren't they utilizing that to help people control their central nervous system? People like me that have a panic disorder that are on medication for it. Why don't they make like a Fitbit that you wear that when it recognizes your heart's going up, it starts giving you like affirmations that you could pre-program in. Or it it like tells you throughout the day, like, have you had water yet? Or have you taken a moment to breathe? Or, you know, like giving you basically positive affirmations throughout the day to help you. And um, I went and told my boss about it at the time. And he was like, well, you know, just you saying it out loud into the ether, it will now, it, it, he, he actually, he knew he was a burner, is a burner. And he knew the developers of Fitbit, like on a personal level, because they camped together at Burning Man. And he was like, you got to talk to them about this. This is a million dollar idea. And I was like, I don't have any desire to create it. I just think it should exist in the world. And he was like, someone else is going to hop on it if you don't. And uh, I was like, cool. I don't, I honestly don't care. I just think it would be a great idea. And then within a couple months, um, cause it's in the ether, you know, like I'm picking up on it for a reason within a month, that little, and it's a, it was a weird design. It's like a rock, like a little stone that looks like a leaf. Do you know what I'm talking about? And it's like a cute little stone leaf bracelet. I'm not thing. familiar with the exact thing. I know that Apple watches now do something kind of like that. Well, where it, it it'll tell you to breathe like and stuff. Yeah, it was literally that it was like, and it's and it, and it kind of is marketed towards women. It's like very soft and pretty looking. But um, it was literally that. And I remember when I saw the commercial for it, I was like, Oh, cool. I could breathe. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, it exists. Yay. Sweet. But yeah, I don't have to create the thing. I just want to see the thing in motion. Ooh, that just got me a surge of energy. You would be that. such an incredible consultant. 
so consultants go into companies and they um, will basically spend an amount of time, depending on like the type of consultant, with the company and then give them actionable steps for how to make improvements on whatever it is they're consulting on. So like with my husband, they have like IT consultants come in all the time and help them determine what software to use or whatever. But you could just pop into companies and be like, have you thought about doing it this way? And then they're like, awesome, great ideas. You've inspired me so much. Here's all of the money. <laughs> well, you know, what's wild is that is that's essentially what the company, well, actually, that's not at all what the company I work for does, work with does, but it's very similar in that we will have entire teams of executives go through our executive coaching program. And I have an opportunity to go through the uh, learning to lead program down the line to eventually become an executive coach. Um, so I'm in alignment with that, with that very thing, very exact thing. The only difference is, is that the methodology that we use is literally the opposite of telling anyone what to do. <laughs> and I do think that with me and my energy, that's pro I would probably want to gain all of the experience and understand all of the methodology and then take that and put a little bit of a spin on it and have it be, you know, who knows? Yeah, but, who knows? I'm open to whatever the future throws at me. Remember when we thought we were going to do one job for forever? What the yeah. fuck? Like, I keep having to remember not to curse on TikTok, which, hi, three people. Hey, someone. Oh, oh my aunt subscribed. That's she cute. Hi, aunt. TikTok. Did you know you guys can subscribe to my TikTok? But only if I'm live, which is the world's craziest loop, meaning... Get this. Y'all ready for this? This is hilarious. I'm currently dealing with this riddle right now. I want to get subscribers so that I can go live, but only the subscribers can comment so that we can create a community together. Ultimately, I want you guys to talk with each other, not even me, but with each other, which is why I'm not like responding to comments on lives and stuff. I want you all to interact with each other. But the only way I can get subscribers is if I'm live. So it's like cat chasing its tail because <laughs> you have to be live to get the subscribers but you have you you can't but then what's the point of going yeah i don't know we'll figure it out it's either here or there i don't know how many subscription-based services i want to offer anyways when i'm not really having the bandwidth to do anything with it but anyways building teams yeah exciting stuff i'm so much more open to flow and change than i used to be as well personally because the idea of change and not having like a definitive like defined definitively defined future it was just probably it would give me so much anxiety and then just like today before we started recording it was like hey have you considered this other very different path that you could take and i was just like yeah maybe and it's so in flow. It's so fun. You guys, we're going to be talking in the next 90 days. We'll be talking to you about this. I'm excited. It's like, to me, it's already a done deal. Like a, cause I've been asking, but, um, and we're just going to be, you and I are going to do so many different things together. It's very exciting. Um, if y'all are hearing editing, Megan, hello, welcome. I love you so much. I cannot control my cat. I'm so sorry. His bell's jingling all over the place. And I can't wear my headphones because then no one can hear. But we will problem solve this together in the future. Yeah. Oh, no, it's totally fine. I have, I've been really loose on my edits. And it's been really freeing for me. 
to be I honest. I like it. I like listening yeah. back to the loosely edited stuff. Truly. It's like, it feels very real. And everyone's so into live stuff now anyways. I'm starting to wonder, here's an interesting thing that I realized about lives, which I'm sure, I mean, I'm 30, we're in our thirties, right? So all you early 20 somethings will be like, yeah, duh. But it goes away unless you're like taking that link. Now he's eating out of his food bowl and it's even louder. It's so funny. If, if you take that link and share the replay with someone, then that exists in the world. But if you don't, it's like, the, it's so beautiful because it's like the only thing that exists is the memory of it. There's no collection of the thing. That's that not true for every platform. No, but I mean, um, do, 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 do. how do I mean it? Like, imagine that you're the one governing your live content and you get to determine whether it stays live afterwards. And I'm thinking of like Snapchat, you know, like how that, I don't really know how Snapchat works, but I tell you what, I tried to do online dating for a hot second and apparently the two things go hand in hand. And so I downloaded it and tried to figure it out. And I was like, what? And it's so sneaky. Like all the messages, they just disappear. And I'm like, well, how do you like, like, why would you anyways? Yeah. I've never, that's one social media I've never given any amount of time to. Snapchat. I don't understand Snapchat. I've also never online dated though. When I say I online, um, oh, you went away for two seconds. Yeah, I went to hit mute and I hit camera. That was on me. Oh. This could actually be a fun story time since we're we're very much in the 3D now, and um, I don't, I don't, I'm, I love it. I love it so much. I'm really enjoying being a human and not. Um, ju- I mean, I'm in a constant state of like downloading and channeling right now, but it's all internal. I love having it stay that way. But anyways, online, so back to the 3D online dating. Um, I was like heartbroken in 2020, just so freaking distraught and like couldn't even, couldn't do anything. And so I'm like, well, maybe this will be a motivating factor. So I did the thing and I went on a couple dates, but okay. You want to hear, you want to hear a nightmare date? Want to hear a story time? Okay. So there's this guy, I'll say his name too. Hey dude. Because maybe he doesn't know how weird this was. His should I say his name? Should I not say his name? There's no. I mean, you way. could just say like his initial. Okay, so we'll call him. Whatever. He's a firefighter. Call him firefighter. Was he a firefighter? Yeah, he was a firefighter. He was a firefighter. Because I remember that was the thing that was attractive. I was like, ooh, he's a firefighter. And this dude, like, we're talking back and forth, and he's sweet. He's nice, whatever. And then he asked me, "Hey, if you're in town and want to get a beer, I'm with my friends at a bar." And it was like, cool. Like it was a, like a hangout pizza spot, like type bar. And I was like, okay, cool. I love that. I love that that's like relaxed and we're going to be around other people and you'll have friends there. Great. So I get there and he has his dog with him, which is cool. I like dogs, but also this dog, I don't know. It was just kind of, it seems strange. And then the friends were three or four women all in their early twenties And this man was like in his late 30s and I'm 30 and everyone was so drunk, like so drunk. And then they were, and this was at like four o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. And, um, and so I was basically trying to determine how long I was going to stay and like how I could leave politely. Um, but in the staying and just chatting with them, it was obvious that like they all spent the night together 
the night before and started drinking in the morning together all in the same house and had continued drink and then as i was leaving i someone said something about their sister or something and the guy i was there to see was like oh you have a sister and i was like how do you not know that and he was like oh we just met 2 days ago and i'm like what is this it was like some rolling party that had gone on for 3 days and this dude seemed like very together very stable like a firefighter you know late 30s and i'm like what like high school movie is this that i like stumbled into what is going on um so yeah and that was funny too cuz that was after i had had a, a relatively decent date and that was my first ever tinder date and I was like, I can do this. This is actually really nice. And that guy from before, like, what it was, it was like really cool. And then the next one was that. And I was like, oh, this is what they mean. This is this is so ridiculous. That like, sounds like a nightmare. It was so awkward. And I wasn't drinking at the time either. Like I drink again now, but I was sober, sober at that time. So um, but that was yeah, it was just very strange. It was like it it wasn't let, let's be him being honest. Hi. Do you want to get a beer with me at a local bar? I'm incredibly hammered and I'm hanging out with strangers I met three days ago and they're all in their early 20s and they're also drunk. Want to come hang out? <laughs> like, no. And for the right person, that would have sounded like an incredible time. Honestly, for the right person, that would have sounded incredible, oh, but not not for you. Not an Aquarius. No, I'm yeah. not an Aquarius. Like, I'm, I, <laughs> I'm not an air I really don't particularly care for being around people who are intoxicated if I am not intoxicated. Does anyone? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Just a buzzkill. Well, yeah. It's hilarious. That's literally the opposite of a buzzkill. It's kill, the opposite. You know? I'm yeah. but I'm I'm killing their buzz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, don't yell talk at me. I hate that. <laughs> it's mostly the yell talking. My partner's really bad about yell talking. Have you been on any nightmare dates? No. I've been with my partner for 14 years. No, I know, but I wasn't I wasn't sure. If I was in high school dating. before that. Yeah. So, no. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've never done the online dating. I've never been on any nightmare dates. I don't know that I've ever really been on a date. You know, I, I will say the only, uh, the only like, traditional dates I've been like when you're trying to date someone and you're like I'm single I want to date the only dates I've been on were were three dates in that one month of tinder that was it that was that was and then she was off the market (laughs) and you're not missing out it is the worst I mean again for the right person I'm sure it would be like just wonderful to be able to essentially like have all those options for me as like, for me, the worst part of a relationship, which uh, Jess thinks this is so insane of me. For me, the worst part is like the first year. (laughs) I've only been in long-term relationships. All my relation, the shortest relationship I've ever been in was four years long. So, um, but in that first year, you're still learning everything about each other. You don't understand, like, you don't know the person's, like, how they like their coffee. You don't know if they sleep in or if they like to wake up early. You don't know what movies they like. You don't know what type of music they like to listen to. And so everything just feels, like, uncomfortable. And then after that time has gone by, it's like, oh, okay. We can just, like, be in each other's energy and exist. 
I feel like I would just jump into the next relationship as if we had already been together for five years. I would just be like, (laughs) I would say, hey, let's spend like first date went well. Date two, we're just spending a week together. Mm -hmm. And then we move in together. The end. You know, that's been my method. And it, uh, it has been absolutely awful until it was great. And now it's great. So I don't encourage it, but maybe it'll work out. No, I'm not saying this is a healthy thing to do. <laughs> I'm saying that as someone who has only ever been in long-term relationships, this is including high school relationships. I dated the same person from freshman year until I graduated. Okay. Well, we need to talk about that. Tell me about that. What was what was high school relationship like? Um, Terrible, abusive. Mm. They were narcissistic. Um, oh, they cheated on me a whole bunch and then gaslit me. They were like significantly older than me. What's this person's name? Let's call him out. Uh, no, it's fine. <laughs> it was a learning experience. No, I think that it was a, a relationship that I needed to have. It was important in a lot of ways. Um, but also it was terrible in a lot of ways. And I was a toxic partner and that's what I thought love was. I had defined love in my high school years as feeling every possible emotion that you could feel for one person at the same time. And that's what love was. It was hate. It was rage. It was love. It was passion. It was apathy, but also obsession. It was everything all at once. And that's what love was. And that's what I genuinely thought that it was. But that is not the case at all. Hey, wait, this is a great talking point. So now as a 33-year-old, what is love? What is love? Love, baby, don't hurt me. I think that it's deeply personal to everyone, and it's not like a universal standard at all. I think that love is comfort. Love is feeling at home. Love is being able to be yourself authentically. Love is, like, especially when it comes to romantic love, like, I know how much I love my partner because of how I would be willing to let them go if they were truly going to be happy elsewhere. And I'm not saying I would let them go and be like, oh, I'm fine. There wouldn't be like a lack of pain, but I would be supportive of them if they wanted to go. Um, this is this is something that the last three weeks I've been really focusing on because um, it's just the space I've been in. And trying to really understand, and not even just romantic love, but like what love actually is. And I, and I think, I mean, here's the thing. I'm now in a place where I'm realizing the more, the more I'm really open to like hearing and seeing other people's perspectives and opinions, the more I realize I don't know anything at all. <laughs> and I'm a very decisive, stubborn person. So that's a lot for me, which is why I'm like, I don't know that I can keep speaking about anything anymore. I just need to go quiet. But love is actually something I do feel like I'm understanding more. And it's when the desire, well, not desire, when it's like, um, when, oh gosh, that's such an energy thing. Help me explain. Help me explain. Uh, People are like, who is she talking to? Um, giving someone space to be themselves and then pumping them with so much support to just keep being whatever that is for them. And then to be with them while they see 
what it is and be like, yes. And then to be with them while they see what it isn't and be like, that's okay. You can move away from that. And then watching this like unfolding happen. And then the more, the more yourself you are, the more you naturally just shine that inner light that is you, the more, oh, this is giving me goosebumps. The more everyone falls in love with them because they're just being themselves. So I think that love is, is what happens when you give someone space and room to be themselves and they just naturally become love and you can't not be in love because you're just both love. And, um, and that's been a really beautiful thing to experience. And I'm learning that in a new way because so many of us aren't in love. We're in projection. We're in, you know, um, we're mirroring one another. We're looping on things together. We're working through baggage or trauma. We have obligation relationships or convenience relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, or we're not even in the relationship, but we think we are. Like I've had those where I'm like, I wasn't even ever giving, like I, it wasn't ever even what we I were just checked out. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Being, yeah. Being in love is being in presence and being in the moment and allowing space and room for someone to be themselves authentically and then seeing them fully for that. Yeah. That would be, can we, I need to, I'm not going to remember what I said just there. I need to listen to that one back. (laughs) Well, you'll, you'll be able to hear it in a few weeks or slightly earlier than that on the Patreon. And by slightly, I mean up to 24 hours in advance. That's still in advance. That's still early. Yeah. Oh, I'm man. eating chips in the kitchen right now. <laughs> I can't hear it. I hope that they're wonderful chips. Chips for breakfast. Actually, chips I guess for breakfast. Funny. Um, we're in this new routine where he commutes to uh, our old hometown for two days and then comes back here. Remember, remember everyone when I said that I just needed to have alone time and how I didn't know how that was going to look, but we were just going to figure it out. And that was an order place to the universe. It's so insane. The things that come true, like with no template for how that could possibly work. But, um, but sort of Fridays are now rest day because he gets home at like 3am on Thursday night and then Friday's rest day. And then he goes back to his week. That's so taxing for him, though, thinking about that much commuting. I'm really not the person to give any sort of opinion on commuting. I hate commuting personally, um, and I will never work somewhere that I can't do it from home. But I think that it's got it has to be so exhaustive, fulfilling. Obviously, he loves the work that he does, and I love that for him. And I'm really excited that he gets to continue to have like the best of both worlds. But I hope that he's taking time and space to, like, give himself a week off every now and again from that. Just because he needs time to be and enjoy the space here, you know, in the nature and rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want him to be happy. Me too. It's really interesting um, the things, this is unrelated to him. This is actually more um, a conversation I had with my mom yesterday that was in the intention was for it to go really good because she's really happy and had good news to share with me. But I was so confused because as she was sharing this good news with me, there was this other piece of her that was like, but we're not excited. It was basically like, I'm so excited, but we're not actually excited and we're not, we're not setting ourselves up to be disappointed. And then it, it kept flipping back and forth. And I was like, it felt like watching a ping pong match, you know? 
And I was like, mom, I, I, I love you so much. I want to be excited for you. I just don't, I'm so confused, which I don't understand. And, um, and then it got her confused because I was mirroring back both sides. And then it was like, why can't I just be happy for her? But like, I am, I'm so happy for her. I just want to go to the side that's, that's like pinging the ping pong back at her happiness. And I just want to like take that paddle away and be like, no, we can just be over here. It's okay. <laughs> like it doesn't need to go back and forth. But, um, but it's so interesting how when you're in a cycle and I mean, I'm still in these cycles, we're all still in it to a degree. I don't know that we ever actually get out of it, but when we're in these cycles of dealing with like suffering and then coming out of it and then suffering and then coming out of it, how we're so in it that the suffering actually doesn't feel like suffering. It feels like life experience that's unavoidable. And how wild it is when you, when you come out of it and you're like on the surface looking at people in the water and it's like, you can actually just, you, you really can. Like you can actually just step out and live in the comfort and the happiness and the thing that feels good. And then you can just exist there. But, but then that brings about its own discomfort. Cause then when you stay there long enough, all the shit that you've never dealt with goes, Oh, we can, we can be, we can be felt now. <laughs> cool. Let's come back up. And you have to remember though, especially like, cause I've done a lot of growth and I have a long path ahead of me. I'll never stop, you know, going through these cycles and having more room to grow. But you have to remember that the people who are a few steps behind you are just starting their journey. They don't have the same tools that you have or experience. So to them, it might be like, it might genuinely feel impossible and you just need to have space for that. And I have a perfect example of two people looking at a problem from the exact same perspective, but or same like vantage, but the totally different perspective. So yesterday I was building a new storage thing for in the shower. It's like a tension rod that goes like from the, the bathtub to the ceiling. And it holds like shampoo and stuff. And I was building a new one because the one we had was like eight years old and it was time. And I set it up on the the shower or in the, the bathtub and I'm like, oh no, it doesn't fit. It's way, it's like way too big. It's way too big. And I was going through and thinking about like, okay, where's the pipe cutter? How am I going to have to cut it? Thinking about the schematics of like how much to remove and how this piece will fit on. And do I need to like file it down and form it to this new piece? And my husband walks in and says, you can just remove that middle piece and then it'll be the right height. <laughs> so simple, so effortless. And I was sitting there trying to like figure out the schematics for how I was going to have to rebuild this thing. You, well, you can't see it, right? Like you can't, and not only can you not see it, but it's inaccessible and uh, with feelings and emotions too, someone else can't point it out to you. And I would like to add, so I'm currently in this experience now of, I don't know anything, meaning I've gotten myself into this own experience where I'm looking back at the content I've been creating for the last two years. And I'm like, I am so certain, like I am. So, and I understand that that's why the message is so widely received from other people and why it's so polarizing, but also being in the space now, looking at back on things I said, then I'm like, bitch, how can you be certain about anything? Like, you don't, like, you don't, you don't, mm, I, I can be certain about my, my own experience for sure. And I can share that, but that wasn't really the place that I was in. The place that I was in was like, I know truth that is true 
and I want to speak it out loud so that other people that resonate with that truth can hear it and also know that it's true. And um, now I understand, it's just, there is no, there, it, it, it all just turns into like the more space and room you make to allow your own internal growth process to happen, the more everything turns into, yeah, sorry, there's no answers and we don't know. And you might be right. You could also be wrong. And how about you experiment and find out and then see what happens. And then maybe you might know a little more, but you probably won't ever figure it out. And uh, old me would have been like, that's impossible. I have to know the thing. And I just spit on you. Sorry. And, uh, and me now is just like, Really? So we spend like what, 10, 20, 100,000 years doing the same loop just to come to the conclusion that we don't know anything? What cosmic joke is that? Yeah, but it's so beautiful to let go <laughs> of that need to know or understand every single thing. I think there's so much beauty in the all of the things that we, especially like in the scientific community, have no idea about. There are so many phenomenons that we're like still trying to figure out for generations. And we learn some like small new piece of information and then it's tested by a bunch of people and then they're like someone hypothesizes a whole new thing and then they like develop a new testing structure for that. And you just keep learning and keep like yes ending it and It can take so long to see the big picture and it's just a journey, the journey of getting to like know yourself and know the people around you and learn things and allow yourself to just be okay with just not knowing and enjoying the like search. And I will say it does feel very important. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to be having, like, I'm grateful to, here's the thing. Okay. So everyone that's in that download energy right now, because it's wild, it's insane, right? It's bananas right now. Like last night I just had a, I just sat down in front of my computer and played some music and did a whole channeling where it literally felt like this was a new type of channeling for me. Meaning usually Megan knows Megan's done this. Um, this was my first time Megan. I was being played literally like an instrument And I didn't even know what I was saying until the words were like out and it felt literally like surfing or like dancing. And then the the words just came out and then I was like, I do not even know what that was. But the context of what I was saying and the the, content, like what actually came through, there's no desire to share that with anybody. It's just like, okay, let's, let's noodle over this one and, and just see and sense and feel And prior, whenever I've been in energy like this, it's such a strong push to share everything immediately. And there's nothing wrong with that either. We all go through it. But but there's like a settling that happens that allows for some other things to click that wouldn't otherwise click when we don't share right away. Like there is a there's no, there's no path to take that's better than the other, but I will, but there's power for sure in just pulling back and letting it settle. And this is the first time I've ever pulled back and let it settle for like months at a time. So it's even, it's just, I forgot where I was going. What were we talking about before this? I had a point. I was, I was going towards something. I don't know. Certainty, certainty and uncertainty and being comfortable oh. with not always being right. 
and allowing yourself to pull. I've actually really noticed the fact that you've been pulling away from sharing downloads like immediately and you've been letting yourself ruminate. And I think that it's really beautiful because it feels kind of like a mirror of what I was talking about last week where you were allowing yourself to be a channel for everyone and like a, a, a mic, like a microphone Mm-hmm. to just put this message out for everyone and you weren't able to have the exper- experience of it for yourself mm-hmm. because you were just like opening yourself up to be like a conduit for everyone else mm-hmm. and now you get to like have this moment for yourself have this energy for yourself and just appreciate what it is for yourself mm-hmm. it's so nice and it's so quiet i really encourage anyone who has like been struggling with any type of mental health or emotional issue. Is there anything you can do to spend a little bit more time alone? If that's not a triggering thing, because I understand that like, um, for example, if you're someone that's depressed and uh, struggles with anxious attachment, maybe this wouldn't be the best thing for you. I don't know, but I just so much of what I thought was in like, inbuilt, is that a word? Uh, Hardwired in to my being, like I am this way, was the direct result of my whole system basically short-circuiting because I was surrounded with so many people. It just goes away, went away. It's so weird. I drove to Oregon. Did I tell you that? Okay. Yeah, I'm nodding my head because you can see me and I'm forgetting. I need to verbally affirm. Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, I, the other day I woke up in a crap mood and our toilet was broken and I just knew that if I stayed in the house, I was going to like cause a fight that didn't need to happen. Cause I had this angsty energy that needed to move. And I drove to Oregon in the, like at 5am and got to the Oregon coast in like a couple hours and, um, and thought to myself, wow, there, there really was a time in my life where I couldn't drive on the freeway at all. The thought of that would have sent me into a full blown panic attack And now the thought of randomly driving to Oregon at 5 a.m. on a weekday when I have work to do, which I was able to do, it's just so strange. Careful what you grip to, because a lot of the things you grip to, you don't realize you're gripping to. And it can sound like, hi, my name's Alyssa. I have a panic disorder. It's okay. It's something I've dealt with my whole life. And it's just like the person you're telling that to maybe didn't know that about you. And now you've set a ripple that can't help but be perceived because you've just told this person, like if I'm meeting a stranger and if they say, let me give you an example of this. If I meet a stranger and the stranger says, Hey, do you want to go to a movie with me? Um, uh, in this example, it's not weird. Just go with it. And my response is, Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't go to movies because I have a panic disorder and my panic attack might flare up in the middle of the movie and I might have to leave and I don't want to be embarrassed. They can't help but perceive me through the lens I just gave them. So now they're going to assist in further anchoring in the reality that I'm creating for myself. Whereas I could have just said, no, thank you, but thank you. Same result. I'm still not going to the movie. I still have a panic disorder, right? In my own mind. I'm just not, it's like we ripple these things out and then they become a total echo chamber. What is happening in your brain right now? Because I can see so many thoughts. I both agree with you and understand that, but I'm also feeling like... It almost feels like you're projecting a negative connotation with having a mental disorder or like a mental health disorder or any sort of disability and that like someone is having a negative perception of you. And I know that's not what you mean. 
mm-hmm. I know that what you mean is like it's is as if you were to say like, hey, um, my name is Lissa and I am um going to repeat everything you say right back to you immediately. And like you're like manifesting that that's the mm-hmm. way they're going to be perceiving you or whatever. But it feels also just lightly ableist. <laughs> okay. No, I'm totally open to hearing that. My, like, help me help me understand this though. So, um, so let, so in this in this example, I can't go to a movie because I might have a panic attack. And I bet this is yeah. unreal. I found this person. So, why am I telling the person that I can't see the movie with that the reason I can't see the movie with them is because I have a panic disorder? Why? What? what there are so many questions that I would want to ask, like, who is the person? What is the relationship to you? Is that something that would actually be, like, impactful down the road for them? Or is this, like, a complete stranger? Stuff like that. Um, there are a lot of factors that aren't important at all. It's a hypothetical it's situation. No, actually, that's incredibly important because you're showing me what I've been doing, which it meaning, like, when I say blanket statements, wow, that was a, you don't even realize what a light bulb moment that was for me. So I tend to go through life seeing things in very black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm learning and that's changing now. It's changing. But um, that right there, the, the issue isn't with what I said. The issue is that we're not taking time to deal with the nuances of the situation. And then I'm saying a blanket statement about something as though it's as though it can just be something when in reality, this is what I mean. Like when you start to really open yourself up to other people in terms of like really like I'm not just hearing what Megan has to say. I'm really like taking it and integrating it and then seeing it through that lens. It's like one big thing becomes a thousand tiny little particles of sub things that are all very gray area. And I think that's why these monks that go up in the hills and meditate for 20 years come back with you know, enlightenment is complicated because <laughs> it's like the, the more you really understand, the more it fractures into everything. Um, yeah. And I think yeah, that like, that's one of the ways that we like vastly see the world differently is I'm and the, like I'm somehow both big picture, but also like really small picture because I like yeah. can step back and I can be like, OK, so these 50 things connect to these 25 things over here. In this way, and you can say blue wire goes into blue wire hole. Yes, yes. And yes. you see the same yeah. thing as me, but you're not seeing like, the whole thing. yeah. Yeah. I think the reason I do that is because. And it is the whole thing. We're just like seeing them like at different layers. But from an energetic. So I am going to go into like deeper dimensional stuff here because it now's the time in terms of what we're talking about. That makes sense to me because you're such a structural, like in, in you're, you're so um, integral to the structure of things energetically. Whereas for me, and this kind of loops back to what we were talking about at the beginning, like you're able to look at a system or a structure and go in. Like I was just uh, talking with Megan about how incredible it would be if she worked in the company that I worked for because she can, she could just go in and do so much. It could just be like, like she'd create all these things. Whereas for me, zoom out, I would be like, that person's yellow, cool, grab a yellow. That person's blue, cool, grab a blue. That person's green, cool, we're gonna need a green. So it it serves me to see the bigger picture but then also it's dealing in dealing with large groups. That's, that's how I see the, and so then when we zoom into a single person, 
I think that the being that is me just goes like, it's the same, right? We're just, we make them all the one thing, right? And then we just deal with them as the whole category of the thing, right? And now I'm pushing back for the first time ever in my life going like, actually, that's not, we can't, we can't be doing that anymore. And it gets so confusing. I don't know how it does. (laughs) And I have to make adjustments to mine all of the time too. Like the tension rod for the shower, I was ready to just go cut it. I was 100% ready to just go cut it instead of ever taking the time to look at the more simple solution, which was the much better solution. (laughs) But you were, you were, yeah, going getting into the structure of the thing. And I guess he was doing more. Well, actually, no, he's a third thing. So then, and then we have the problem solvers. That's different. Then we have people that can look at the world and see things where the structure, where the breakdowns happening and be able to offer guidance and support in that. This is where moving into 2023. So we talked about this. But we're all the problem solvers in our own way. Right. No, I just mean that I think that he is especially good at, um, your husband is especially good at seeing things from a perspective that other people wouldn't. As are you actually. I mean, we're all neurospicy, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is neurodivergent? just like does that just mean that the programs that were attempted to install when we were younger just didn't catch on because I I think that we would all be neurodivergent if we weren't you know like put in school and and hardwired to all be the same there are so many so many things about that that we could go into and I think personally my opinion is that The people who are super willing and happy to live within the confines of what is socially acceptable are the ones that are a little bit broken. Mm. And we're over here just being like, hey, things are on fire. This is not okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we're like, we're the ones that are normal and right. And the people that are like, it's super comfortable and appropriate to like lie to people all of the time and never say exactly what I mean and never be myself authentically and give away all my time in exchange for currency that 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 feels weird to me that that feels like the broken thing yeah um well and even now I think that we're just evolving as people yeah Yeah. even with this uh job I have now that I love I um at this point could be working for, well, I don't know that I could be working 40 hours, meaning I haven't been given that opportunity yet. But in terms of the work that needs to be done, I could absolutely fill 40 hours. And I was originally doing 20 and then it was 30. And now it's a little bit more than that. And, um, and it's, and it's my first time since 2020 going back into that many hours of work a week. And when I say work, I mean, I want to be very clear about this because my ego is involved apparently. What I mean is somebody else paying me to do a service, going back to doing that like 40 hours a week. When it comes to creating things and doing stuff, it's always been more than that. But um, obviously you guys can tell because look at all the things we create. But what was my point with that? It's like, even though I really enjoy doing this thing, I really enjoy doing it. But then it's also like, but do I want that to take up all my time? Because you see time so differently, so differently when you're able to, because when I was, let me tell you what, let me tell you what, 
if if you're trying to make a quick buck and there's an Applebee's around, I don't know that the Applebee's that I worked for is any type of proper reflection for other Applebee's and I'm sure it's not, but I was making like four or $500 a shift. Easy. So to be, and they were like six, well, sometimes they were like 10 hour shifts, but they were six to like eight hour shifts. Right. And to be able to just go in and work three days a week and make a week's worth of income in a short amount of time, was I going insane because of how much stress it was causing? Yes. Did it give me so much free time? Also, yes. It's hard to come back from that. It's a really difficult thing to balance because are you really enjoying that time outside of work Mm -hmm. if you are recuperating from an intense, an extremely intense, like, response physically and mentally to that time that you were working? Because I know I've spent a lot of my adult life spending all of my free time just trying to recuperate from the amount of time and energy that I had to give to work. So like there have been so many weekends where the most that I can accomplish is to like lay in bed and that is it. That's all I could do because I was so drained. This was uh, something that I dealt with. And like if anyone from that store happens to be listening I don't think anyone listens to the podcast, but if you do, like, oh my God, I've never worked with such a solid team in a restaurant in my life. Those people kicked butt. Like, we're talking, there's, you know how there's always the people that don't want to work in a restaurant and just like scoop by on the bare minimum and like don't do their side work and won't pick up the extra table? There was no one like that. And I've never had the experience of working like, with a team like that. So that was amazing. But I was so confused because when I worked there in college, I would work like five days a week and I would be fine. And then COVID hit and restaurants changed. They, it's a, it's a God, it's a, it's a freaking battleground in there now, because basically, let me put it this way. We used to have, when I worked there in college on a Friday night, there would be like 11 servers on the floor. When I went back after COVID, uh, after I left my job, there was the same amount of customers for servers. So they like staff was so reduced. And I think these corporations just assume like, well, the work's still getting done and we have less labor and there's just no one to fill the spots. So I would work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sometimes Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And so working half the amount of hours I would work in college and I would be like come Monday my whole body, like, you know, when you go, well, I don't, have you ever been snowboarding? When you do like a full body exercise, like swimming or snowboarding or, um, I don't, I wanted to say sailing. Like I've ever been Ice sailing. skating is really bad. Ice like skating. good for like, yeah. Yeah. Where your whole, like you can't freaking move. And I was like, is this because I'm in my thirties? Like, what is this? And it's not, it's because the work is so much harder. And mind you, when I was in college on a good day, I made a hundred dollars. I remember on a good day in the, in the, like, you know, in 2015, no, 2012, my sales, if they were over a thousand dollars, like over a thousand dollars in sales as one server, that would be like, that was a good night. And there was multiple times where I broke 2000 going back. So it's just, it was just... I'm so happy that chapter's over. And I cannot believe that I thought that I was going to be working at the Applebee's here 
I'm grateful for the bridge that that built in my mind to see that you needed that bridge. You were unable to let go of it. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to transfer. Oh, there's a fly. I'm going to transfer. And then that'll be the, the stable employment that I need and it will be fine. And it was like, cool that that's it's our own mental loops that we're blind to right i'm i could i being done with that now it's just like wow and so so much love and respect to the individuals still in that job and also clean up house yeah oh my gosh make that money save it you're making such good money way to go not going to college and taking that job because you're making so much money you'll be able to save for early retirement like you know it's just yeah but you'll also need it like your nervous yeah. system yeah. can't well, actually, handle that long term. Some of these people can. Yeah, um, some of them absolutely could. I'm talking about in general, like the general public. That's a very taxing role to take on. Man. So much. But I fully all. admit that we all are just like designed for other things. Like right now, what sounds amazing to me is like a data analyst job where I'm just like booping numbers all day. <laughs> boop, boop. And that's just because like creatively, sometimes it's frustrating to like produce all day. And so I no will key. continue to have that cycle for the rest of my life. And that's okay. Sometimes I need to boop numbers. Sometimes I need to like make pretty things. I'm still making pretty things. I just would like to also boop some numbers. I think it would be beautiful for, I mean, you kind of already do this in your company, but just as things grow and expand for you to be able to work somewhere that just allows you to be multifaceted, like allows you to do all the things. And these jobs exist. It's, it's so, it's so. I was supposed to be able to do that at my current company and then we lost a designer because the intention was for me to be able to do a little bit of both. Well, we'll see. I see, I see lots of things changing. This winter, it feels like um, the perfect role for me would be a little bit of creative, a little bit of data, a little bit of project management. Like I just get to like dip in a lot of different honeys. That's so out there for you, whether it be with your current job or somewhere else that totally exists. Do you remember when we. Okay, so I want to tell you guys this because it just keeps getting more cemented in my head and I just can't believe this is real life. Like I honestly question like, did we die? Are we all dead? You've been worried about that for a while. Uh, well, especially now. Remember a year ago, not a year ago, less than a year ago, where we were, the, the, the episode Reprogramming the Matrix. Is that the name of it? Something like that, yeah. Matrix. Back into the or, Matrix? Back into the Matrix, I think so, yeah. We, we recorded a whole episode where at the point at that time, I thought I was going to be a drug counselor again. I thought I was going back in to do drug counseling. And we said, how amazing would it be to be able to go in to this matrix that we worked so hard to get out of and, and reprogram it in a way. And I got, we got that for, or I got that from um, Jessa Reed mentioned that in a way where I was like, wow, that sounds so cool. And then Megan and I were realizing that's what we're doing. And now the job that I have Literally, remember how I said it's a, they have a executive coaching. They go into companies and train executive coaches on how to remember how to be a freaking human being and to develop actual connections with their coworkers and to really be themselves in a powerful way and to come back. Like, 
how am I not dead? I don't understand. Like we talked about reprogramming the matrix and now I aligned with a company whose very mission is to assist big companies in the world that are like, you know, like standard like companies to be like humanize them and to and like take it back down a notch and be like, no, like what, there's a reason you and Sally can't get along. And it's probably not the reports, you know, this was the last time you asked Sally about her day. Do you care about Sally's day? Maybe if you cared about Sally's day a little bit and stopped complaining all the time, maybe you guys would get along better. And maybe the product you produce would be better. None of that is an accurate reflection of my company. That's literally just me spouting off. But, um, like, what? It feels like be careful what you say and what you align with because that literal thing to a T, and that's actually the third time I've experienced that. And one of the things that I had to go through in that process was a nightmare where it's like the thing that I was afraid of just materialized in front of me. And then I had to look at it and the thing looked at me and it was like, what you wanted? I mean, you were thinking about me. So I'm here. You gave me so much time and attention. Here I am. And I had to be like, oh no. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. So, but all the good stuff too. I am currently in a universe, a version of myself where I am, I've never been big on the like confirmation of things, side of things. Like I just usually like know that things are the way that they're supposed to be. But over the last week, I've had several small moments where I've like been shifting my mentality around work and my relationship to it and it's made a really significant difference um the day that i initiated my new system day one i received financial abundance and the exact amount that i needed for a thing for my vacation the day of out of nowhere for no reason and then um as i continued to do it and like yesterday i was feeling a little bit of stress but i was also like reminding myself and like letting myself feel good about it and kind of like I started to like go back into panic mode and then I was like no it's okay you're totally fine and like as soon as I did that one of my favorite YouTubers who hadn't posted in two years posted a video like right after I had that like moment and I like recentered myself and found myself back in the energy and it felt like such a big thing for the universe where it was like okay apparently you need external validation (laughs) (laughs) to do this at some point i've put it in the order for some amount of like external validation Mm -hmm. Um, it's so magical though it's yeah wait who's your favorite youtuber um so that's not my favorite like of all time but it's like a a big favorite in our household is mikey she does like horror cosplay and ghost hunting and stuff um and she's Quite just like a fun person. You said but, all those things, so they go together. <laughs> oh, okay. They do. Cosplay and ghost hunting go together? Um, they do like special effects makeup. And then sometimes they'll do like a whole character thing. Um, and then, of course, ghost hunting goes with like horror special effects stuff, yeah, right? Makes sense. I think we should watch something together sometime and have that be one of our Patreon episodes where we're just like pausing and talking over it. And then we... <laughs> we talk about I, I actually think it would be really fun if we did um i was watching this guy's youtube where he did it the it's like some disney high school movie like with a laugh reel and uh and just way overproduced and uh and terrible acting can you imagine being a producer on a show where there's a big budget 
and you go through all the work of making all the things look perfect and then the actors suck. I could imagine that because I spend so much time thinking about what it's like to produce a show. (laughs) I would would be so mad. I would be so mad. I would be like, what are we doing here? (laughs) I mean, I would probably push for better actors before it was released. I don't know that those two things overlap. Meaning I don't know that – I think it depends. But like especially with a, something like Disney, I don't think those departments even discuss anything with each other. I don't think that that would even be – I don't think that – maybe, maybe not. Certainly with movies, certainly you have like, you know, especially big budget movies. But I don't think the Disney Channel is is letting them anyone call shots. Um, well, they have a was- formula at this point for what works and what doesn't work. So, Which is weird because it's so bad. It was so bad. It was oh, yeah. awful. Media and in just, general has come a long way. We we dealt with a lot of cheese. And now if you like look at media now versus even 10 years ago, we're so much like more authentically invested in shows because of them having real narratives now. Instead of it being like, ha, 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 this thing happened so Susie didn't get the dinner in in time and now the husband's mad and the whole laugh reel yeah it's like oh gosh and I think that it will be more and more so craving the authenticity like we as a culture will because um man the other day we all do this now right whoa things are happening on my phone sorry I was distracted um AI artificial intelligence taking over a lot of uh, services that people used to offer specifically, you know, think bills, you got to call someone to pay a bill. I was dealing with some bank stuff this week and um, had to talk to a robot to get what I needed. And the robot for the life of me would not let me speak to a person. I don't know that any person would be there for me to speak with, but I was just thinking, this is, this is how we're going. Like, this is how it's going to be is that pretty soon all the things that we do on a day-to-day basis will likely be taken over by this intelligence that's developing and is going to be, but it makes more space and room for, for all kinds of other stuff to exist, which is great, but it means we're going to be craving like authentic interaction because we're going to be having so much more of these other interactions that aren't even human, you know? So if you, I have no concern in regards to AI, if I'm being honest, because I see them, the usage of AI is more of a tool than a replacement for things. Like I'm fascinated with AI in a lot of different ways. And especially like AI art stuff is really interesting. I use it in my D&D all the time. Like we'll describe a thing and then I'll have it generate a little crappy image. And it's usually really funny. Um, mm-hmm. But it's good for inspiration. Sometimes it's really good for the product itself. Like if you were doing like a cyberpunk art piece, it would be great for like billboards and stuff. Um, I used an AI the other day for, I'm not, copywriting isn't my favorite thing to do for companies. Um, I like to write, but I don't like to copyright for other companies. And I had to like come up with like a quippy blurb. So I used an AI writing thing (laughs) to come up with a thing about private luxury jets for me. So I didn't have to come up with a little quippy thing. Mm -hmm. And that was really cool. But it's just tools. And I think that the more that we're able to automate that people don't need to be since like wasting their energy on. Right. The more that it leads to us being able to be in like a utopia where we can focus on being people. 
I think that that's what's going to happen though, is that we're going to be, I don't know. I do think we're still, we're still dabbling in, in other timelines where technology goes kaput, but we'll see. Just because of how quickly it's growing. I can't like, uh, how do I explain? It feels like no matter what, there's a future that exists where it's all integrated and it's really beautiful and it's wonderful. And then there's another future that exists where uh, it's sort of like overgrown and problematic. And then there's another future that exists where it grew too fast and then imploded. And then now it's more natural and they all feel like they're existing at the same time. So who knows? But um, it makes sense to me that it would be so systematic and uh, effective that like, you know, I need to pay my bill. I call and I talk to the robot thing. I go to the store and I do self-checkout. I go to a restaurant and a little like robot comes to my table with cool little arms. I don't think any of that is negative or bad. What I am saying is I think it's no wonder we're diving into a time where we're doing this fifth dimensional access thing because we're going to want to dive deeper because the surface level stuff is going to be more surface level. So it's going to, you know, we used to be able to have all these interactions and connections with all these different people. I think that that will go away and that we're going to spend more time doing what we actually want to do, which for a lot of us isn't being surrounded by other people. So it's going to make the quality of the connections that we do have so much deeper and more significant. And, um, and I also, I, I personally have a deep, like liking and potentially even love for whatever artificial intelligence is. I don't understand it. I'm such a lay person with it. I do not understand it. But to me, it feels like a sweet little newborn baby that we're still cultivating and developing. So not only do I not feel negatively about it, I feel so strongly that it's important to pump it with so much love and curiosity and kindness and care so that we can really develop something so cool and integrated. Yeah. But I also don't know how it works. So yeah, a lot of machine learning is us putting it through the paces and us to helping it to determine what the appropriate response or action in response to what prompt we've given it will be. And mm-hmm. so by us, if we were to treat it nefariously and like negatively and as if it were a nefarious entity, then of course we're going to be allowing ourselves to program into it these negative yeah. responses to things. Whereas if we treat it with so much curiosity and embracing it, And so we're utilizing it in these ways where we can like give it prompts that are like uplifting and good and helpful. Then we're just anchoring in that other version of it. That's what's so funny is people don't understand. It's like, yo guys, if AI takes over the world and destroys the planet, it's because you didn't do your freaking shadow work and you decided to create a magnificent, intelligent thing. And then you told it you were bad because you, 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 you did that. Like you, you treated it that way. That's why I don't understand when people are like talking to Siri or whatever. And they're like, shut up, Siri. Like, I say please and thank you. Me too. I'm always very polite. Yeah. But it, but it's also like, why would you, I don't know. I did. There's. I will admit that there's one, one thing that my Siri does that I do get a little annoyed with. And I'm like, shut up, stop. (laughs) Is um, we have smart lights everywhere in our house. Oh, yeah. And yeah. if I say turn off the lights, instead of me being able to say turn off the lights and then um, she'll say what room and then I'll say the room, she has to list 
every single place that there's a smart light. And I can't respond until the list is complete. And there are a lot of them. There has to be a hack for that. Yeah, I say turn off the lights in this room in the sentence. It is me adjusting my behavior, but sometimes I'm just like, turn off the light. And I don't think about it. And then I'm stuck listening to it for like three minutes. No. <laughs> Gosh. Okay, I'm gonna um I'm gonna end this this live. I love that you have such like fancy lights. I don't I don't know that I would even be capable of working those. I'm gonna look at um guys, I'm scrolling through our TikTok live to see if anyone said anything. So if they did, I can say it on here. My aunt said hello. Hello, aunt. And then a bunch of people. um, This is so funny. So our commenters are my aunt and Jensen. Hello, Jensen. That's so hilarious. All right. Bye, guys. We're leaving now. Not you guys. We're still here. (laughs) Well, it's like an hour and 18 minutes in, so we should probably. Yeah, we probably should. Wrap it up. I love I hope these. that you guys are all them. having a wonderful day. You look confused. Oh, I well, I was trying. Yeah. I hope you guys all have a good day. Bye. We've started the long goodbye. It's official. Are we just going to do it? We're going to end it? Or are we going to do it? Yeah, we're going to end it. We're not going to long okay, goodbye it. Have a good day, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.